Everybody knows we should cut back on our meat consumption, but it's easier said than done for card-carrying carnivores like me. In her latest book, Cook Without a Book, Meatless Meals, best-selling author Pam Anderson suggests that we try to eat meat-free just a day or two a week to start. She offers lots of inspiration with recipes for simple vegetarian and vegan meals that are made from easy-to-find ingredients. And you can tell Pam likes to teach and inspire us because she's included tips and techniques for stocking the pantry and refrigerator with meatless meals in mind. And instead of rigid recipes, Pam shares master formulas with loads of variations for all kinds of things from hearty breakfasts to satisfying main courses that her readers can make her own, their own. And she is joining me today on Amy's table. Hi, Pam. How are you? You nailed it, Amy. You well, got that book right. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I thought it was perfect. Well, I've got to tell you, as usual, your books are all so great, but this one really speaks to your, I know, your philosophy of, you know, learn some techniques, yep. learn some, some, some formulas, as yep. you put it so well, and the yep. sky's the limit. Well, I mean, that was the thing. I decided a couple of years ago, we were on a family vacation down in Florida, and we were all sitting around picking at the, t- you know, the tail end of our paella supper and the sausage and the chicken and the shrimp and seafood and so forth. And the subject came up at dinner that night about what we were actually going to finally do about sort of mass-produced meat and, and how we were going to deal with that issue in our family. And, you know, I finally kind of, sat down and figured out, because for years I said, I'm a food professional. I can't commit to any one particular lifestyle. I really need the, the freedom to do what I want to do. Right. And that night I realized, you know, it's possible for me to, to, to eat meat, you know, eat meatless two days a week. And so I did. I committed that night. But, of course, that's a vacation, you know, a commitment, and then you come home to reality, and you know you make a pizza one night, and you make a little pasta the next, you know, the next yeah. time, and then it's like, oh God, what do I do? <laughs> but you know, Pam, don't you think it's a little bit sort of our training and our culture? Because in reality, yeah. on nights when it's just me and my family isn't home, yeah, I I don't make myself a piece of no. meat. You no. know, I eat meat yep. free, yeah. and and so I think that so many go to easy things, but we have this expectation that is. Yeah. As the cook in the family, we've got to make a... Party, sort of. And, yeah. and the thing for me is, like, once you take the meat out of the center of the plate, which is what meat is in our culture, then you're like, oh, God, there's this gaping hole. What do I do? Yeah. And so I, my, the, my book is really geared towards carnivores looking to cut back a little bit because I, what I wanted to do was to create a book that was really satisfying, really pleasurable, really celebratory, so that people look forward to their meatless nights as opposed to like, uh, I just don't know what to do. I can't right. do this. And then I think a lot of people I've heard, you know, they go to this farmer's market and they shy away from buying certain vegetables because they don't know what to do with them. And, you know, or their CSA box, they get it and they're like, oh, God, I've got all these beets. What am I going to do with that? So this book is really geared towards giving you flexibility and freedom to cook and give you basic formulas so that you can cook based on what you've got around, what's available, what's in your CSA box, what's at the farmer's market, what you have a taste for. Is it also kind of a reflection of, I know you've been sort of going through this personal 
transformation over the years of becoming healthier, becoming yeah. more athletic and, you know, fitness yeah. focused. And does this, does this have any relation to that too, that you're realizing how well you can eat and stay fit and lean? And Yes, I think so. And, it, and it's really interesting that you bring that up too. You're very, you know, observant because, you know, I just, um, my books really do follow the course of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I do share with people as I experience things the kind of my journey and what I've learned and what I can help them understand as a result of having, you know, experienced it myself. And, yes, I do feel like, I mean, to me this has less to do with about health than it does to do with about, you know, sort of the just the, the way that we the raise the, the quantity, the animals, you know, and right. the quantity that we need to sustain ourselves, and it's not sustainable. So for me, it's not about stop eating meat. It's about eat less meat, better meat. Right, right, right. And and in the process, you're you're eating even healthier, even leaner, and getting your... And, and cheaper. Yeah, I way mean, oh cheaper. oh my God, you know, when you, you, you buy a couple of cans of beans and make bean burgers out of those, it's simple, it's easy, and it's so much cheaper than a pound of ground ground beef. If you're just I mean, if you're just joining us we're speaking with Pam Anderson. She's the author of her latest book Cook Without a Book Meatless Meals. And you know Pam, I I'm looking through the pictures and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not missing the meat when I look at this whole mm. skillet, potatoes, and eggs. <laughs> I know. It's funny because when I was working on this book, every almost every time my Midwestern, you know, raised husband who loves his beef and pork would get up from the table and say, I didn't meet, I didn't miss the meat, meat in this dish. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that made me feel like, okay, there, you know, this is, this is going to work for people because it is, it isn't lean, mean, you know, you know, cold, crunchy granola kind of vegetarian. Like I said, it's really celebratory. There's like, you know, breakfast pizzas and, and wrap and run on the go kind of wonderful sandwiches. And there's these really cool dishes that I that I made that I think, you know, when people think about, oh my gosh, I could never imagine a Reuben or a Cuban or a Caesar, you know, a chicken Caesar salad or, you know, without meat. And I created these really, really alternatives that are just like, whoa, these are just really good and I don't miss the meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so. think that's it. It's packing up the flavor, packing up the excitement, and remembering how many things we all love that are meat-free to begin with, like French onion soup. There's yeah. no meat in that one. I mean, you might be yeah. having to switch from a beef broth yeah. to something else, but yeah. you know, and, there's. And I found actually a lot of, in a lot of those soups. It was very interesting that miso is the kind of the the ingredient that gives you that that sort of yeah. what's missing in a vegetable broth because. I always say vegetable broth to me tastes a little bit like a non-alcoholic beer. There's, just, <laughs> there's a little something missing, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, the miso really helped in, in, in with that French onion soup. Oh, my gosh, it's so, so delicious. Well, does the miso have the, the famous now umami, umami in it? Yeah, yes, that's it giving that little, that gives the yes. savory feel in your mouth if you yes. are looking to get rid of, of meat uh, in your yes. diet. What I particularly <laughs> love is the whole idea of the master recipe and then yeah. the add-ins. But what else is nice? is with each recipe, you give your favorite combos. And, for example, yeah. with the savory scones, some of your favorites, this this one just kills me, the cheddar and scallions, but then the goat cheese and fig with fresh rosemary. Yes. Oh, that one's really good. Really, really good. I love and that. 
pepper for 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 sort of people who like a little spicy. You know, there's the pepper jack and scallion cilantro mix, mm. and then blue cheese and golden raisin. Mm, I mean, I love those. You know, these are you could almost serve these with a drink. And so your recipe <laughs> makes eight because, of course, scones aren't something you want to really heat up the next day. They're best eaten. The, wouldn't you say the best eaten the day I they're think, made? I I think so, but yeah. they do heat. They do reheat well. Oh, do they? Um, okay. Especially if you're especially if you're serving if you're taking them to somebody for a gift. Um, they might want to pop them back in a warm oven, but I mean, ideally, there's you know, it, you know, except for stews and soups, you know, a lot of things are are best when they're just fresh out of the oven. Of course, like a muffin or something. And I think it would be so cute to do some of your savory scones cut very small for an hors d'oeuvre. I love that idea. I, I've been. It's funny because I've been on the road and we've been sort of going around the country. Um, sharing the meatless, um, the meatless word with people. <laughs> and, and so I've had a, a few of these parties where people have taken the book and made, you know, um, bean burger sliders and little, um, uh, Reuben mini, you know, meatless Reuben sandwiches oh, in mini cute. form and, 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 t- you know, soup shooters. And so it's been fun to see people take the book and, and feel the freedom, which I give people in the book to take it and then create their own versions of things, whether it's appetizers or just, again, flexibility. And that's the great thing about the formulas is that they will take you throughout the whole year because you can slide whatever pound of vegetables you want into, for example, the vegetable galette. If it's in the summer, it could be zucchini and eggplant and cherry tomatoes. In the fall, it could be butternut squash and cabbage and, the you know, so... In the winter, it could be, you know, a potato galette. Right. In the spring, it could be asparagus and peas and carrots. So you you get to, you know, put whatever you want because, you know, we recipe writers, I believe me, I love recipes. I write them all the time, and I think there's a time and a place for recipes. But for weeknight cooking... You got to just be able to do it. Just do. do it. Just do you it from do. the hip. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Well, I'll tell you what. There's lots of inspiration for it. And cook without a book, meatless meals. Pam Anderson's latest. You can find more about Pam on threemanycooks.com. And of course, I'll put all her information as well as her recipe for savory scones, or should I say, her master formula for savory <laughs> scones, on amystable.com. Pam Anderson, as always, it is so great to speak with you. Thanks for all the ideas and information. So great to be with you two and enjoy this month. Thanks, Pam. Okay, bye. You're listening to Amy's Table. It's Amy's Table. A girl's guide to living. With Amy Tobin on Q102.